The CFOs that get it, get it. The CFOs that don't, don't. Let's talk about the CFO, the Chief Financial Officer. There are two kinds of CFOs. One who's struggling to keep up, spreadsheets everywhere, manual processes. It takes weeks to close the books. The other kind is on top of their game. Automated reports, inventory, commerce, and HR flow into the financial model seamlessly. NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. That's why NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system used by over 28,000 growing businesses. 93% of businesses increased their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Head to netsuite.com slash c-suite for a special one-of-a-kind financing offer. That's netsuite.com slash c-suite. netsuite.com slash c-suite. Get the inside track on 20 top business trends for 2020 from Joel Block. Joel's insights bring Wall Street to your street so you can profit from the inside in 2020. Just text the word TREND to 72000. That's 72000 and download your free copy today. Grab your phone and get the inside track on business trends that affect you and your business. Just text the word TREND to 72000 for your copy now. This is Profit from the Inside with Joel Block. Insights to give your business the inside track. And now, here's your host, Joel Block. How often do you wonder how to stay top of mind with prospects and customers? And how is it that some companies just do such a great job of getting and keeping eyeballs? To discuss this topic with us today, CEO of Nimble, John Ferrara. John, how are you? I'm good, Joel. I'm, I'm really happy to be here with you today. I think that, I think our purpose on this planet is to grow. And I think we grow best by helping other people grow. So anytime I have an opportunity to have a conversation with another fellow entrepreneur and uh, to inspire other entrepreneurs about how they might achieve their dreams is a pretty freaking good day to me. Listen, I, I think it's awesome too. And especially coming from you, because you've accomplished a lot a couple of different iterations of accomplishing a lot. And, and I want to kind of get into that. So I love talking to CEOs of companies because they're not just, uh, you know, spewing advice and, and talking, uh, you know, talking flap. They're just, uh, they're, they're just out there doing it and you're out there every day doing it. So what does a day look like for you? I mean, when you're, you know, when you're running your company, what are the main things that you're busy responsible for? And you got other people doing other stuff, but what is it that you do? Well, I, I think that as a captain of a ship, you need to, number one, is have good vision of, uh, of, of the goals and, and how you're doing towards them and, uh, and just make sure that, uh, that you're on course, right? It's that big picture stuff. And then drilling down into uh, engaging with the team to make sure that they have the, the tools and the resources and the motivation and the guidance they need to succeed. I love to hire great people and uh, empower them to grow and, and get out of the way. I think that's the best way to grow a company. I think that any entrepreneur that tries to do too much themselves doesn't do much. Yeah, well, that's, and that's one of the problems, you know, but the, the people who listen to our show, they tend to be, you know, executives from larger companies. So it's not really the problem that they have so much. But, but the one thing that they do struggle with is they struggle maybe with some focus mm -hmm. 
because they their their attention gets drawn all over the place, or maybe they don't have the quality people in place that they need or wish that they had. So, what are what are some things that you noticed early when your company uh, was just starting that you wish you had maybe changed or done differently from how you're doing it now? Well, you know, it's interesting. With Goldmine, we never raised a dime of venture capital and grew it to $100 million a year in revenue. And by not raising money, we were forced to do things intelligently and expeditiously, as opposed to when you have a lot of money in the bank or you've raised money, that uh, it's easier to, uh, to make bigger mistakes, I think, or, or to just go down the wrong paths on things. And so I think that a lot of entrepreneurs today, they think they have to go out and raise a bunch of money. And I question that. I, I don't know if you really should do that, especially before you've gotten um, what they call uh, product market fit, right? Where you basically built something and there's enough traction where you're really truly ready to scale. And I think at that point then that raising money might be a, a path to do that. But if you don't have to do that, the freedom of not having investors is a pretty uh, cool feeling, right? Because you, 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 own, you own the path. You know, I, I always tell uh, entrepreneurial people that um, raising capital is, is not such, it's a double-edged sword. Yeah. And, and it really, uh, if you can do it without it, uh, certainly better. But let's say, you know, so did the second company, did Nimble raise money? Well, I, I had money. So when I started Goldmine, I had $5,000 in the bank. Uh, when I started Nimble, I had millions in the bank. And, uh, and I invested the, that money in the company in order to get it started. And then when we started to scale, I had friends of mine that wanted to give me money. So I took money from people like Mark Cuban and Dharma Shah, the founder of HubSpot and, and others, uh, Google Capital, um, and use that to scale the company globally. So, you know, I mean, one of the things that I've noticed is you've done a good job of keeping up as technology has changed. So uh, you're already, uh, you know, you're already synced with Teams, you're Office 365. I mean, you're kind of plugged into all the big platforms and and that, that it must cost an arm and a leg to have all the technology written, rewritten, rewritten again. I mean, is that where a lot of your money goes or is most of this money going to marketing? It's really a blend. Uh, I'd say that the majority of our team members are definitely developers. Uh, as a software company, you need to have a really good uh, developer team. But uh, the good news is that that developer team is offshore and has been offshore since the beginning of our company starting. And so our cost of uh, developers is a lot less than most American technology companies. And so we're able to keep our costs down uh, by doing so. And one of the things I'm kind of proud of is that the amount that we bring in is greater than the amount that we spend every month. And that gives us a certain amount of freedom as a, as a company. So I'm a big believer in, uh, in managing the costs and, and growing the revenue uh, as fast as you can. You know, uh, I, I should have done this before because not everybody knows exactly who you are. Uh, you're, you're just such a substantial player in the CRM business. Why don't you talk for a minute about your first company, Goldmine, and now this new company. Just kind of give, give the audience a little background on, on who you are and what it is you've accomplished. You bet. So as you said, my name's John Ferrar. I'm the CEO of Nimble. Before starting Nimble, I started a company called Goldmine, goldmine.com. Basically pioneered contact management and CRM before Outlook or Salesforce existed. 
I started that company in Canoga Park on $5,000, like I said. We grew it to about $100 million in revenue without spending a dime on marketing. And, uh, and I think that's really the secret sauce of, uh, of, of my entrepreneurial success is the ability to drive prospects, customers, and their influencers to our doors. So what I'd like to do is just tell you the story about how we built Goldmine out of that apartment in Canoga Park. And the way that we did it is we, so we first had a, a great product. We pioneered contact management and serum before people even knew they needed it. So people had Novell to t- tie together their PCs and share printers and hard drives, but they didn't have network business applications. Well, and what, what year was this? What, what year? Because 1989. Okay, so the late 80s, uh, not very many people had computers in the late eighties. They were they were well, starting. They were getting fax machines. Computers hit desktops in seventy eight to eighty one when the PC was developed, IBM PC, and that's when the PC started replacing terminals. So by eighty nine, there were a substantial number of PCs and businesses, but they weren't tied together in networks, and there wasn't network software. And a network enables a team of people to work together. And that's what really transformed the industry and opened up the door for Goldmine to be so successful. So what I saw when I started Goldmine was that relationships are key to business success. And in order for a team to work effectively together, they need to share those contacts and the tasks and the history that occurs with them. And back then there was no outlook as a team contact manager and there was no CRM like Siebel or Salesforce. And so I built the first program that integrated email, contact and calendar and sales and market automation. But what good is that if I'm sitting in my apartment in Canoga Park and I don't have any customers to sell it to? So how do you sell customers something they don't even know that they need? So what I did was I went after the influencer of my prospect, the small business customers bought their Novell network from Novell resellers. And I got the Novell reseller to use Goldmine because people sell what they know and they know what they use. Then they started recommending it to their customers. And that's how we got to our first $100,000 a month in revenue. All right, hold on. on. So let's let's dissect that for a second because uh, you just said something very smart. So little companies were going to Novell for help to put their networks together. Novell resellers. Local resellers, yeah. That sold the network and the PCs and tied them together. So you figured if you could get the Novell resellers to use your software that they would then whisper in their clients ears, hey, here's a pretty good software that you ought to think about. That's right. Today, they call that influencer marketing, right? When you get Kim Kardashian to talk about your product. But back then, it was just my only way that I can get customers. And so what I did was I picked up the phone and I got the Novell reseller to use it because people sell what they know and they know what they use. And they started recommending and reselling it. And that's how we basically got our foundation in business. But then... Microsoft came in and they ate Novell. Microsoft doesn't innovate, they iterate. They wait for somebody else to build the market. Then they come in when it's big enough and they build something good enough and they use their muscle, which is billions of users and hundreds of thousands of ours to basically dominate a category. And they did that with Novell. They came out with NT server, SQL server and exchange server. But at the same time, my customers were asking me for more scalable database, ours was DBase. There are resellers are asking us for more dollars on every goldmine dollar that they sold. And so we built Goldmine Enterprise, which solved three things. It solved our customers need to scale. It solved our resellers need to sell additional products and services on top of Goldmine. And Microsoft needed to sell anti-server SQL Server and Exchange Server. And you can't sell SQL Server without an application that drove the need for it. SQL Server is a database server. So basically what we were able to do is 
we were able to scale to $100 million in revenue by becoming strategic to Microsoft. And because we helped them sell their first party solution, we basically, they pushed the crap out of us globally. And that's how we, uh, that's how we scaled the company. Again, through biz dev partnerships, listening to the customer, adjusting to their needs. And our customers weren't just the uh, end users, it was also the resellers and the distributors and even Microsoft to a certain extent, because by helping Microsoft achieve its strategic goals, we achieved ours. So, so the first step was that you got the Novell resellers to use your stuff and to refer it or be an influencer to, to their customers. That's the right. first step. Then right. when Microsoft came in, uh, they, uh, you somehow partnered with Microsoft and you, you were able to take advantage of their uh, NT or their SQL server databases? Right. So Microsoft basically went in competition with Novell by coming out with a network operating system called NT server. And then they came out with SQL server, which is a database server and exchange server, which is an email server. All of these things were the foundation core of what a small business would need to scale to a mid-market or enterprise company. And we basically helped them do it by building Goldmine Enterprise, which integrated with all those products. So we gave Microsoft Small Business Server a purpose and helped it be sold. And that solved Microsoft's problem. Our resellers needed to make more money on every Goldmine account they sold, but now they could sell NT Server, SQL Server, Exchange Server, and all of the PCs and consulting that went with it. And our customers needed a, uh, a Goldmine that could scale to uh, hundreds or thousands of users and billions of records. And so I was able to see that the customers need, the partners need, and Microsoft's need, and basically solve them all by doing integrations and uh, business development. Because what I want to get to here, I'm always looking for the inside track and I'm looking for a recipe yeah, uh, because I, I think we're close to it, you know. So one is the influencer marketing thing and not every influencer is Kim Kardashian. I mean, they're still are resellers of companies. Influencers. Joel, you are an influencer. That's why I'm here. I'm here to basically inspire and educate your audience and you're enabling me to do that. You're an influencer to your audience. So in some respects, you call it a micro-influencer or whatever level you want to call it. But think about it. The, the accountant for a small business is an influencer. The, uh, the, the consultant, the consultant sales and marketing is an influencer etc. Right. And so I'm just rinsing and repeating what I learned in the goldmine days with today's modern world. And so I was able to build nimble without marketing by identifying the influencer of my prospect in today's world. There's no novel resellers per se, but there are consultants in social sales and marketing. And in order to build nimble, what I did, it was I went and found influencers that were sharing content that was inspiration, educational in and around the years of promise of Nimble. Nimble is a social sales and marketing CRM for Office 365 and G Suite. And I was able to then share their content and hashtag the category, pound marketing, pound sales, and attribute the name of the influencer through my identities, uh, my corporate identities, my team members' identities. And what that did is it generated conversations and traffic to our site, which enabled us to get to over 100,000 subscribers, again, without spending any money on marketing. So my secret sauce, the inside track, is if you want to uh, drive people to your door 
on a regular basis, stop selling. Stop talking about your products and services. Start talking about how you can help other people grow better, smarter, faster, because people don't buy great products. They buy better versions of themselves. And the biggest mistake people make is they send the quarterly newsletter or they blast people about how great their products and services are. Stop talking about yourself or your products. Nobody effing cares. They care about themselves. Put your customer at the center of your storytelling. Tell your prospects and customers how you can help them achieve their dreams and they will beat a path to your door. Well, it's a fascinating thing. And what's also fascinating is, uh, you know, 30 years ago, this was so obvious to many of us, but now it's become less obvious and you're reminding us about it, is that accountants are influencers. Other people are influencers. You don't have to be Kim Kardashian to be an influencer. And so there are a lot of influencers that you can go to that will enable you to network to other prospects. So very, very smart thinking. Uh, so how did you do this with regard to Nimble? So uh, when you started, you, you finished Goldmine, you sold it, some company bought it from you, I imagine? Yep. Okay. So then you get home. Did you have a non-compete? That, or did you have to, I did. For a while? Yeah, it was some period of time, but I, I didn't start Nimble until 10 years later. Oh, so it's uh, so much later. Yeah. Okay. So you, uh, you start Nimble. And, and you started it from scratch, you know? So what was the strategy? How did, how did you? I think the best products come from your own pain because you, you're passionate about it and you understand the problem. So Goldmine was created because somebody put me in a sales position and they said, go get the leads, which were just phone numbers of big IT departments and large corporations. So I pick up the phone and cold call them. I put notes on a piece of paper. I'd put my appointments in my daytime and I put my pipeline in a forecast spreadsheet once a month. And that was uh, contact management, SFA and CRM. That, that was kind of high tech back then. It was. So, <laughs> so because I had a computer science background and because I worked my way through um, CSUN at a computer land store, I knew every single software product on the market. I knew there wasn't a program that integrated email, contact and calendar and sales market automation. So I built it. Okay, fast forward to Nimble. I started using social in 2006, 7, and 8. And I saw it was going to change the way that we work, play, buy, and sell. And I started to use it to build my network because I'd been out of technology for 10 years. I took 10 years off and raised three babies. And, uh, and so, you know what 10 years out of tech is? That's like a lifetime. So, I had to rebuild my brand and my network and build the Nimble brand. Well, how do I do that? I started to engage with people in social, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, et cetera. And as I engaged, I saw that I was building this brand and this network and I needed to manage the relationship that I was building. And so I looked around in the marketplace for a tool that enabled me to manage social conversations and contacts. I couldn't find it. And I started looking at uh, contact management. So I was broken because back then it was only G Suite. So think about it. There was no Office 365 in 2010, 11, 12, 13. So I started using G Suite and saw that email, contact, and calendar was kind of broken. Then I started looking at CRM and saw that it wasn't even about relationship. It was more about management reporting. CRM stands for customer relationship management. But you know what? Salesforce isn't about relationship. It's about reporting. The reason they call it Salesforce, you have to force salespeople to use it. Nobody in their right mind would use a CRM if they weren't beat on to do it. And the biggest problem with CRM is that you work for it. It doesn't work for you. So before a meeting, what do you do? You Google somebody. Then you go type in what you know about them and and their company if you're diligent. And then you engage with them. Where do you engage? You engage in email and social, on the phone. And then you're supposed to go log that in the CRM. 
well, you know what? We all live in our inbox and now more and more in social. And shouldn't your CRM work for you by automatically building itself and the contacts and the conversations you already have and then work where you work, which is in your inbox or inside LinkedIn or everywhere else that you work. And so I saw the need to reimagine what I pioneered before, contact management and CRM, before a social era. And so I started to build Nimble. But at the same time as building Nimble, I needed to build the brand for Nimble. And so how do I drive eyeballs to the Nimble site? Through content. So rather than telling people how great Nimble is, I would teach them how they can be better, smarter, faster at the promise of Nimble, which is social sales and marketing. So I found content that resonated with me that was really great content from great influencers in social sales and marketing. And I started sharing it on my identity and my nimble identity. And what happened is it generated conversations with the audience influencer, with people who want to be better, smarter, faster at social sales and marketing, and with the influencer themselves, which I reeled them in for a conversation. And I, I asked them questions. I listened to them and I added value to them. And then they basically said, well, John, tell me what you do. And I told them about Nimble. They became users and evangelists and they became my storytellers. So probably 30,000 influencers around the world tell the story of Nimble. And that's why we don't have to spend any money on marketing. And so this process can be replicated by anybody listening to this today. So if you are an individual person who works for somebody or you're an entrepreneur that has a business, this works for you either way because your network and your brand are your net worth. You, you're basically, your personal brand plus your professional network will help you achieve your dreams in life, whether you work for somebody or you have a company and you should be building your brand and your network on a daily basis, which means every morning when you wake up and you're consuming more knowledge about whatever you're passionate about, start sharing that content. Uh, and your identities in Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn, and then start engaging with people. You got to get out there in the social business river and have conversations with people. That's how you become top of mind with people. And there's this lady named Mae West who is an entrepreneur. She said, out of sight is out of mind, out of mind is out of money, honey. And the best way to stay top of mind <laughs> is teach people how they could be great. If you teach people to fish, they'll fit you got yourself fishing poles. And that's what I do on a daily basis is I inspire and educate other people about how they become better, smarter, faster at social sales and marketing. And then all of a sudden they go, oh gosh, John, you're teaching me about sales and marketing and social. Oh, you sell fishing poles too? Great, I'll take five. You know, what's so fascinating about this is that it flies in the face of most of the advice that other people give, that you gotta buy uh, advertisements, you gotta do this, you gotta do this, all these 20 different things you gotta do. And you're just saying, get back to basics. And if you can stimulate people in a basic way that they will, they will really uh, help you pedal the machine and make it move forward. A brand is built on the promises you make and the experience that you deliver. And social media is transforming the world from a uh, back to a small village. A hundred years ago, we all lived in a small village. Everybody knew everybody else. And your brand was built on the promise you make and the experience that you deliver. We're back to that world today. Nobody likes to be advertised to. Nobody likes to be sold to. Stop advertising. Stop selling. Start serving. Service is the new sales. Your job isn't to bag and tag as many customers as you can. Your job is to help grow not just your customers, but their influencers as well. And that's why you do this podcast, Joel. You're giving your knowledge away in order to establish yourself as a trusted advisor. So when people do need to raise capital, they call bullseye. Yeah, well, listen, that's um, 
I mean, we don't raise capital for anybody, but that's, you know, we advise, we help, we, uh, there's a lot yeah. of things that we do, but you know, you're absolutely right. And that's, it really, uh, you know, by, by finding guests like you, by finding other excellent guests, it helps other people and we've got a loyal following and it helps them a lot. So, so how did some of the iterations, uh, you know, uh, in Nimble take place? Did you solicit a lot of customer feedback that, uh, that people wanted more features? I mean, how did the feature set develop uh, as it has? Well, part of it just came out of my own brain because when I started building Nimble, people didn't know that social was going to become something to use in business. They thought that Facebook was a place to hook up with their high school sweetheart and LinkedIn was a place to get a job and Twitter was a place where a bunch of propeller heads tell each other when they're going to the bathroom. And so now today, people recognize that social is a place where people do business, but back then it wasn't. And so I had to pioneer these ideas in my head and they go build. So I, I with Goldmine and Nimble, I've built for the future. But along the way, you need to listen and iterate with your customers. So as an example, with Goldmine, I saw the shift from uh, Novell to Microsoft and uh, and NT Server and Exchange Server. And with Nimble, I saw the shift from G Suite to Office 365. And uh, so if you think about it, Novell is G Suite and Microsoft is Microsoft in this new generation of the Nimble story. So we started out as a simple serum for G Suite. And uh, when Microsoft built Office 365, I saw the writing on the wall and I started building integrations with the products, relationships with the people, which uh, gave me access to the programs. Microsoft last year signed a global reseller agreement with Nimble. They are my reseller. So basically Microsoft sells Nimble through all their distributors and direct to customers as a bundle with Office 365. We've become the simple serum for Office 365, which is a huge deal, right? And we did that by, uh, by basically helping Microsoft achieve its business goals, which is selling not just more Office, but more Power BI, Power Apps, uh, Power Automate, uh, Azure, and even Dynamics. And so if you could drive adoption of a key business partner's uh, first party solutions like Microsoft, then they'll push the crap out of your third party add-on. And that's what we're doing. We're kind of- really- Yeah. And you know, and, and that's, that's the part of the inside track that, that I like the most is that you have a formula and, and the formula, it, you know, it's not entirely obvious, but if you can get a, a primary mover- uh, to get some benefit, then they'll move to all their customers and they'll just uh, right. And the primary mover, there's a variety of primary movers, right? Pr- one of the primary movers were, were the trusted advisor of the of the end user, the Novell reseller. One of the primary movers in the early days was probably Novell themselves. One of the primary movers back in the day was Microsoft and its distributors. Today, the primary movers started with influencers in social sales and marketing and G Suite. Now it's Microsoft. But ultimately, you can achieve anything you want in life by helping other people achieve what they want in life. And if you can align those people with people that you need to achieve your goals as well, the people that you're helping to achieve their goals, that's when nirvana happens. That's when the magic cooks. And so, you know, Zig Ziglar, you could... The, the greats taught us everything, right? And and their lessons are repeatable today. And Zig Ziglar said it, you know, you can achieve anything you want by helping other people achieve what they want in life. And so I think that uh, my success 
has been achieved by, um, by helping other people grow, period. And that includes the people that uh, work at, uh, at Goldmine and Nimble. That's probably one of my, my favorite things I've ever done is growing people and uh, transforming them from even hairdressers to you know, heads of uh, global biz dev at, at Goldmine and then you know, at Sony when, they, when I sold Goldmine. You're, you're a very fascinating person. I mean, you, uh, you speak fast, you're thinking fast, you got all sorts of, uh, you know, fun and gun, you know, you're, but you're going and doing stuff. And, and I just, I love this repeatable formula that you have. It's just, it's very different from what other people, you know, talk about how you've managed to build two giant companies uh, with very little marketing input by getting other people to help you do, uh, you know, the, uh, the referral and the, and the, and the networking for you. I mean, really it's, it's quite extraordinary how you've leveraged those uh, those resources. And, and you know, you know what, Joel? What's key in that? Relationships, right? People aren't going to want to help an asshole, right? They, right. They want to help somebody that that uh, a mensch, right? Somebody yeah. that, right? And uh, and I think it's important that when you connect with another human being, that you learn enough about them. And, uh, and their dreams and goals and find a way to blow wind in their sails. And if you do that, you know, they can't help but want to help you too, right? And ultimately, I think that's why we're on this planet. So I'll tell you another little story. So, so I sold Goldmine. I never had any investors. It was just my partner and I and the, and the team that owned the stock because we distributed shares to our team. And, and we, you know, we sold it for cash and it's, it was a lot of money. A year later, after selling the company, I got a head tumor and almost died. Knock on wood, that was 20 years ago or so. Um, But in the process of going through the medical treatments, I did some spiritual work. And I came to a simple conclusion about life, my purpose in life, at least, that I came to the conclusion that I'm on this planet to grow my soul. And I do that best by helping other people grow theirs, rinse and repeat. That's it. And so I think that both of my companies that, uh, that I've created, and I didn't create them myself, I had teams that did it with me, um, are tools that help people build relationships, that help them achieve their dreams in life. And so it's great to build something that helps people grow, right? As opposed to like an accounting system. <laughs> I, I don't know if you know it or not, but Goldmine started out as an accounting platform uh, way back when called Elon Accounting. That's a whole other story. But uh, it's a lot more fun to sell somebody uh, something to manage their relationships than something to manage their Well, credit. especially you, you created a brand new category because the category didn't even exist at that time, right? Yeah. 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 Well, it did. It was called a Rolodex or a Daytimer. Yeah, but it, but they didn't. There was nothing electronic that had yet come up come up to uh, take the place of the Rolodex or or whatever yeah. you know or the the now except for a spreadsheet. People used to use spreadsheets to uh, keep track of things, and that wasn't too handy. Yeah. So, well, this is listen, man. This has been a very extraordinary deal. You you really the inside track for you was really figuring out how to leverage the relationships you have with other people to to help you get where you want to go. And by giving what they need, you got what you need. And I just, I just love it. I, just, I love your spirit. I just love your style. And, uh, you know, I, I think you deserve the success that you have. So thank you very much for, you know, for sharing your time, sharing your wisdom and, and being with us. 
Joel, I really appreciate the conversation. It went so quick. You made it really easy. God, it went, it went fast, but, uh, but it was awesome. So John, listen, man, thank you very much. You've been listening to Profit from the Inside with Joel Block. For more insights and to learn more, visit joelblock.com. How about a shout out and a giant thanks to my podcast producer, David Wolf, and his team at Podcast and Radio Networks. Profit from the Inside simply wouldn't be what it is without David and his team. For more information or to learn how you can launch and produce your own podcast, reach out to podcastandradio.com. Get the inside track on 20 top business trends for 2020 from Joel Block. Joel's insights bring Wall Street to your street so you can profit from the inside in 2020. Just text the word TREND to 72000. That's 72000 and download your free copy today. Grab your phone and get the inside track on business trends that affect you and your business. Just text the word TREND to 72000 for your copy now. Produced by Adavita Studios. Connect your voice to the world.